The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with April J. Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and a single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she has managed to rise above them and conquer her life. She'll help you to do the same. Now, here is your host, April Ford. Welcome to You're Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. I'm your host, April J. Ford, and I have a great segment lined up for you today with David Meltzer, a legendary bulldog for legendary sports gladiators, and we're going to speak on one of my favorite topics, how to find the gold in life's challenges. And before I bring him on, you know, I'd like to start the show with a warm hello of gratitude to all of my You're Not Alone listeners out there globally as we continue to grow organically and as I just mentioned a few countries uh, of course here in the United States we've got Canada, Poland, UK, Argentina, Spain, Romania, Guatemala, Russia, Italy, Australia, Swindon, South Africa and oh New Zealand okay again just to name a few thank you to all of our listeners out there and I offer this show as an example for people who may feel alone during adversity that they are not alone Loneliness has been an overriding theme of my life and the challenge I have had to overcome. Your journey called life is filled with happiness, success, fulfillment, and even disappointments and adversities. I created a formula in four steps on how to have a blueprint to rise above these challenges. And these four steps are recognize, respond, reevaluate, and rebalance. Now, this blueprint guides you on finding who you are and how to handle the challenges that you're facing. This is how you will transition and transform into who you're truly meant to be. I believe on taking a holistic approach on implementing these four steps. So this show will bring on expert guests focused on empowerment. There's gold to be discovered in our challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered at our new time on Tuesdays, 4 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. So on with today's show, David Meltzer is the Chief Executive Officer at Sports One Marketing, a Warren Moon Enterprise, and oversees all the day-to-day operations at the firm. At Sports One Marketing, David's sports and entertainment industry contacts are instrumental in exploiting his clients' marketing and endorsements potential, enabling to really secure lucrative and diverse business opportunities. And prior to this, as CEO of Lay Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, David, along with Lay and Moon, negotiated over $2 billion in sports and entertainment contracts, in addition to athlete representation, LSSE, served as creative and technical consultants on movie and television projects such as Jerry Maguire, Any Given Sunday, and more. 
And connected to goodness, he authored, you know, his national best-selling book. He reveals his holistic principles for success, which he'll share on the show today. And I'd also like to just have a healthy conversation on a couple controversial topics as it relates to abuse, such as trafficking and domestic violence abuse and sports and how that all relates, if anything. And David will also comment and share how he also focuses on transitional services for athletes to empower them to have a holistic and well-balanced life, both on and off the field. And I should properly welcome and introduce him since he was knighted by the Order of St. John of Jerusalem as Sir David Meltzer. Welcome to the show today. (laughs) I love that. Thank you, April. Thanks for having me. My pleasure to bring you on. So, David, let's set the stage, or since we're talking about predominantly sports here today, the arena, you know, here you are, the legendary bulldog for legendary sports gladiators talking about goodness and connection and empowerment, you know, what I call finding the gold in life's challenges. You know, how did you get here? Did life throw you a curveball? Yeah, it it sure did. You know, I have been blessed my entire life and Grew up with a single mom and six kids, five boys and one girl, and somehow managed to become a millionaire in my 20s, a multimillionaire in my 30s. And I grew up with two things, you know, gratitude and empathy, empathy meaning forgiveness, which was a whole lot lot of love and encouragement and empowerment from uh, my single mom. And uh, through all those experiences and just a a blessful journey, uh, I self-entitled. My, you know, I became self-entitled and I, I lost my gratitude uh, and, and my empathy and sure enough, surrounded myself with the wrong people and the wrong ideas and mm-hmm. all those millions and all my successes and the Midas touch uh, left me and uh, ended up losing everything in my 30s and uh, went on a spiritual journey uh, instead of one of being in creating obstacles, voids and shortages that I could overcome to self-aggrandize myself into to heroship, I, I learned and studied uh, uh, gratitude and empathy, accountability, effective communication. I started to meditate. Uh, I really grounded myself in, in, in humility. And when I did so, I started to manifest everything I truly desired. In fact, when before I lost everything, my wife told me that I was down, she's a very spiritual person, that I was going down the wrong road and that I should go back and codify all the ways that I used to live my life because I wasn't the same person. And, and, I, and I did that. And the, and the toughest time was two years into my transformation of following these key principles and elements that I write about in my book, um, I, I had the toughest time because all of my great karma and actions and, and thoughts and people and ideas were now catching up with me. And wow. so even though I was doing all the right things, I had the challenge of bad things still happening to me, but I stayed persistent and focused and balanced in my beliefs. And now, not only have I regained everything that I lost, but I did it the right way and Mm -hmm. fulfillment, purposeful existence, and and happiness uh, by helping others. Now, why do you think, I mean, with all the pinnacle of your success from being a, a millionaire and on to being a multimillionaire, I mean, what was it? that would you say you basically just lost your way? Because I find this is a common thread with a lot of successful people and they seem, they'll just tell you, I'm just unfulfilled at a certain level of success. I mean, my personal opinion is 
maybe they don't know their true path and their purpose, or maybe it's not appreciating the process like you spoke about the journey for our own growth. I mean, we're in a society where we just basically set goals just to obtain it, really. You set the goals, get it, and then you really don't appreciate the process of who you become in getting it. So there's no, like you said, gratitude there. There's no fulfillment. Yeah, that's, I think, retirement for me and, you know, growing up so poor and wanting to be rich uh, and have all the material goods, all the material things that caused my mother grief, you know, when the car broke down or Mm -hmm. the dishwasher broke down or our kids time to go to summer camp and you can't afford that. And being able to now have everything, you know, including buying my mom, those things, uh, I, I retired and I, 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 I actually, the problem was I didn't feel worthy of everything I had. You know, my, mm-hmm. my poor mom taught, was a teacher at $17,000 a year. And here I was making millions of dollars a year and I didn't feel worthy of, of what I was receiving. And so I think subconsciously I, I uh, utilize self-sabotage and mm-hmm. and instead of repurposing my life, I retired. And I think a lot of people, uh, especially in the, you know, boomerpreneur type of generation, they're realizing that, you know, my grandparents, their dream was to retire. And uh, now we live longer, we're healthier, we stay active longer. And, you know, just because you're 65... 70, 80 years old doesn't mean you can't repurpose your life. Right. And I was very blessed to, to repurpose my life in my 30s. And uh, now I know uh, that uh, what to do by living by these principles and how to do it. And uh, one of the key components is really the people and ideas you surround yourself with. Because of it, being successful at a young age, what happens is you think you don't need help anymore. And so you don't leverage all the situational knowledge and the mentors so I, I firmly believe, and I, and I practice myself, that we should always have three mentors in our lives at all times, people that are in the situation that you want to be in, and so that right. they can accelerate your learning curve and help you get there faster. Right. I'm such a big proponent on coaches and mentors, because like you said, they basically collapse the time frame to your success. You're basically learning from their mistakes. Right. Let them pay the dummy tax is what I say. <laughs> Right. It's, like, it's still not going to be easy, though. It's still not going to be easy. <laughs> no, no, they can't give it to you, but they yeah. can help, help you along your way. Yeah. And what did you mean, you know, when you speak of connection, as far as real connection? Are you talking about, like, when you went on this two-year spiritual path and quest of being connected to who David really is? You know, when you basically lost everything and your life was going down in a downward spiral? You know, I think it's more a connection to the truth. Um, you know, the, the truth vibrates the fastest, and mm-hmm. understanding uh, whether you call it God, Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, or uh, like I do, the, you know, God, uh, goodness. If, if we utilize our free will not to overcome obstacles, voids, and shortages, but if we use our free will to connect to the truth, to constantly seek the truth, everything will come to us in the right way at the perfect time. And so all the principles that I write about and key elements of those principles are all utilized to connect to the truth. Uh, And that truth will keep us uh, into a higher vibration. It will help us manifest what we desire rapidly and accurately. And, you know, with that comes gratitude, empathy, accountability, and effective communication. These are all pillars in order to connect to the truth. 
Mm-hmm. And how do you see it as it affects one's success as far as success in business and or, you know, your personal life? No, oh, yeah. I, I think in order to, to see how it affects anything, we have to understand the dichotomy of time is a linear, uh, in a linear sense, uh, that we live at this vibration uh, where time, past, present, and future are not one. And what we want to do is take us through our mind and our thoughts and our meditation uh, to where everything is one, meaning all people are relative to one another and time is relative uh, meaning the past is relative to our present, uh, mm-hmm. and we use gratitude and empathy uh, to make that perspective and connect to the truth by taking the past and giving it a gracious, empathetic perspective. And then the way that we connect to the future and make time one is through our imagination, through, through the way that we imagine things. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I break down my principles in life into three imagination principles and three action principles which help create time as one and allow me to manifest everything that I desire rapidly and accurately and trust the universe that everything will come at the right way at the perfect time. Right. And then the highest vibration that there is, is, you know, your thoughts. It's, you know, what's what you're thinking. And I think a lot of people in society, it's, they find it challenging to just be still with your own thoughts and learning how to meditate and process um, process that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so true. And, and part of my journey was to find and understand because I was, you know, extremely corporate and extremely pragmatic. And although I had a spiritual wife, I used to scoff and laugh and make fun of her for all the things oh. that she was trying <laughs> to teach me. And learning vibration, the, the mathematical pragmatic sense that – Everything vibrates, and so the minerals vibrate the slowest. Plants vibrate faster. Animals faster than that. Humans faster than that. Then sound vibrates faster. Light vibrates even faster. But our thoughts vibrate right. the fastest. And what thought vibrates the, the fastest is truth, love. Th- those things vibrate the fastest. So if we're able to utilize our thoughts and then slow down those thoughts into a pragmatic action, into a vibration that's real or material here on this vibration, we actually can physically, pragmatically get what we want, which is really what gives us our purpose and allows us to be happy. Well, right. I think we have to have that healthy balance because realistically we are still, you know, human beings. Like that famous quote is, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And like you said, you have to break down those high vibrational thoughts into something pragmatic and real that we can that's more applicable here on earth while we're still here on earth oh yes i love that saying as well i think wayne dyer was the first person i heard that from that we're spiritual beings having a human experience Mm -hmm. so david let's go ahead and take a break right now and when we come back i'd like to dive a little bit deeper on some of these principles for our listeners so let's go ahead and take our break and for those of you guys who would like to call in and ask David a question the number is 888-346-9141 or you can send me an email at aprilj.ford at joysofyah.com that's j-o-i-s-o-f-y-a-h.com and we'll be back after these messages your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges, or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. tuned into you are not alone to reach april j ford or her guest on today's program you may call in to 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd rather send april an email her email address is april j ford at joys now back to you are not alone how to rise above life's challenges Welcome back. I'm April J. Ford. We've got David Meltzer here. He's the Chief Executive Officer at Sports One Marketing, a Warren Moon enterprise. And prior to that, he was also CEO of Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. I'm sure you guys have heard of the firm before when you hear movies such as Jerry Maguire and Any Given Sunday. They were the technical consultants on those movies as well as various other television projects and I wanted to have David you know dive a little bit deeper into some of these success principles that he's gone through in his journey of being a successful um, entrepreneur and how he's come back from the rags to riches story over and over again um, David before we get into the principles why you know what is your definition of holistic uh, my my definition of holistic is really based off of connect, connecting to source, uh, understanding uh, that, there are, that we are not in control. And, and the only way that we get control and that this whole holistic approach is through accountability. Once, once we give up control, once, once we give up our power, we actually ascertain all power of one or of everything, which is this holistic approach for me. And uh, that perspective has allowed me to get out of my own way and to manifest 
everything that I desire in a much more rapid and accurate way than, than ever before. Mm-hmm. So it's basically recognizing that there's a higher being or your words is having that source that we're connected to that's greater than us. And I think pragmatically a more simple terms for our listeners out there when I explain holistic, it's really, you know, going back to that quote in our prior segment of we're spiritual beings having a human experience and being human, we have to take all spheres of who we are, our mind, body, and soul, and also being open-minded on various modalities, whether it's quote unquote, you know, Eastern method or Western method of, of doing things as it relates to our mind, body, and spirit. Would you say that's almost in an alignment of what you also believe? Oh, it's completely in alignment that, you know, that, that oneness is there, mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. uh, both in a physical sense and a spiritual sense. You know, th- that duplicity of the holistic approach allows people to feel fulfilled and understand that, you know, our, our energy does not exist without the material being, and the energy and material being does not exist without the soul and, right. and that spirit. And whatever, and, and what's nice about it is you don't have to put a defined term to it. If, if people want to think in a pragmatic sense, uh, it doesn't have to be a certain God or a certain source energy or, or some sort of Buddha. It can be anything that somebody wants and that when we don't define it sometimes, it becomes easier to accept here as human beings in this human experience that we're in. Or it could you could be playing on, you know, maybe... Uh, a dangerous, you know, fence there if you're trying to play God yourself, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like your Absolutely. ego, like your ego needs, wants to get in the way. <laughs> no, no, you, there's an old saying that poor people pray God and rich people compete with God. Right, right. And before I get <laughs> on to my next question, David, we have a caller on the line. Uh, go ahead. This is Colleen in California. Hi, I was actually wondering if you um, ever have time to give advice to or mentor young adults that are uh, looking to better themselves. Yeah, so like I said, I, I um, thank you for calling, by the way. I, I believe in everyone should have three mentors. And uh, we, you know, I, April and I'm sure does life coaching. We have a variety of ways. I actually have a, a group call in uh, life coaching uh, admission meetings that we utilize. And it's a great way to bring up a critical business issue. I personally, I've been to high-end masterminds. I've asked, you know, uh, Steve Wynn, Warren Moon, uh, Greg Reed was one of my mentors on how to write a book. So what I do is I find what my particular uh, mission is and try to find the appropriate people that already have success in that. And then, as we stated earlier, learn learn from their dummy tax. Um, one of the neat things about doing it in a group setting is that we have our own particular personal missions, but it's interesting that we have such commonality with other people, even though they're in different places and di- different issues, they, they all seem to resonate with the exact same purpose. And we find such commonalities and comfort in that. So uh, we, we, we definitely highly encourage uh, getting a mentor. And if uh, you're at all interested, Definitely come to our missionmeetings.com and sign up and listen. It's for free. You'll love it. Thank you. Yeah, and also that's a, I want to echo that point. You said, David, it's really finding the alignment of who, um, like you said, your mission or your purpose or the goal that you're trying to obtain. Because if you're if you want to learn how to play tennis, you wouldn't necessarily you know hire a swim coach, 
right? And who knows nothing about tennis. So it's, you have to sit down and know what your goals are, what your values are. And, and if there's an alignment of energy there to move you forward. Thank you, Colleen, for calling in. And hopefully that helps. Um, you can also um, hang tight at the end of the segment. And we'll also share some other websites with you. Thank you. So the other question I had as it relates to the holistic topic, if, you know, since we're segue into some of your principles here, what modalities, if you want to share some that you've practiced and maybe also mentored the other people that, you, that you've coached with, what are some modalities that you've practiced? Um, so I, the, the main one that I practice is Theta uh, um, meditation. Oh, yeah, big on binaural beats. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a vibration guy. And so, you know, utilizing meditation to increase the vibration of my own material cells, my own, my own physical being, because I believe you can only be aware of that which is equal to or vibrates less than you. So the more and the higher mm-hmm. vibration that I can exist at, the more I can be aware of. And when I'm aware of things, things become very clear, balanced, and focused. And I become mm-hmm. very confident in what I do. That allows me, obviously, to connect uh, to source energy or goodness, whatever I believe, and become inspired. And then that inspiration gives me the motivation to take the appropriate action. Uh, Oh, right on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I love sound therapy. I think that's one of the modalities when I was going through a lot of my hardships and and tragedies, you know, from meditation. You know, I've done meditation and prayer as well as sound therapy when it comes to binaural beats because you're really reprogramming and retraining the neural pathways in your brain. And sometimes we can't do that externally. Um, you know, just by reading books or just trying to sit still in a corner. <laughs> so maybe you can, but it's it's often challenging when you're first starting out when you're trying to deal with a life challenge um, as well. So no, tell no us, doubt. David, what are some key principles? I have your book here, Connected to Goodness, and I'm about three quarter or quarter of the way done. Which, you know, what should you say is your favorite top two to three principles in this book? So the number one favorite and most important is foundation is that, you know, I'm a pragmatic person and I I believe that anything that I want uh, and desire, and I have to distinguish between what I need because I believe that I need nothing, that if I I needed anything, I wouldn't be here. But I, I have all these wants and desires and that in order to get what I want, and the truth is, in this world, this human experience I'm in, what makes us happy is when we get what I want. Now, that doesn't sustain happiness. It won't continue the happiness. I need to move on and continually want more and desire more. Mm-hmm. And if something does make me happy, then I, I may desire to keep it. Uh, other things I may want to move on from. But the key principle is foundation and, and knowing thyself. And so the foundation is, consists of four key elements. The first is knowing your personal values, whatever they may be, integrity, character, love, whatever health, whatever your personal values are, you really have to take the time to think about and know yourself what your personal values are. And then second, understand and be more interested than interesting your experiential values. Know from all your education, your journey, know what experience has taught you and live by those values. So if you believe that, you know, it's good, to, it's too good to be true uh, is one of your experiential values, then live by it. So many people, they have their experiential values and they keep repeating the, the same, same mistakes mistake. again yeah. and again. 
Uh, mm-hmm. and, the, and it happens, right? And because we, we are, we, we're, we're very systematic beings. And the third key element is our giving values. And this is the easiest one, believe it or not. And as you know, April, the easiest thing we do is give. Everyone, they love to give. They love to witness giving. Giving makes us all feel so good. But it's really important to understand what your giving values are when we're making decisions. Make sure that always there's in the flow some sort of giving. And then finally, uh, the most challenging of all, believe it or not, is the receiving values. So many of us, like myself, don't feel worthy of what we receive, or we are afraid of receiving, or we feel guilty for receiving, or, you know, a, a variety of scarcity we don't believe that we can receive, you know, that there's huge voids and shortages and obstacles in receiving. And so really understand your receiving values. And when you have a foundation principle that consists of your personal experiential giving and receiving values, you will find that what you think about now will happen much faster in your life because that then will lead into all the other principles so that you touch goodness, connect to source, and are able to be inspired. And we all know that inspiration is directly related to your performance here on Earth as human experience, and that will allow you to have those other principles in place, and everything will come to you faster and more accurately. Yeah. And since you named it as the foundation principle, it's like building a house, you know, it depends on the strength of the house and the durability of the house depends on your foundation. Do you think this is one of the common obstacles of successful people is that their foundation is not, you know, strong with these values? Yeah, I do. I think a lot of times that we are, we, even though we can become successful in certain areas of our life, especially financial success, that we don't have the balance of these values. And so, and I'm a personal, uh, uh, my personal example, without those foundational values that that you know and live by, then you fall into trying to please everyone, Mm -hmm. self-sabotage, you know. Compromise. Wrong people, wrong ideas. When you know your values, you will surround yourself with those people that are like you and will also surround yourself with the mentors that have those values that are in the situations that you want for yourself. So I definitely agree that if we don't have these values set, that sooner or later the truth will come out and uh, the house of cards will fall. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, you know, the key, el- the second element you mentioned, which is the experience values. It's like, okay, what did you learn from that, right? Did you remember that you went through this experience and what did you learn and take away from that so you don't repeat the exact, you know, same path or the exact same mistake? No, no doubt. And we are repetitive, conditioned, you know, systematic people. Uh, and so many of us, find ourselves in the exact same conditions and continually manifest what we don't want. And sometimes it's because we are focusing in on those shortages, voids, and obstacles. And what we attract are those same shortages, voids, and obstacles. And knowing our foundational values can help change the systematic response and manifest different things and better things for ourselves. Right. So what would you say it's quote-unquote you know, I'll say easy, nothing's easy in life, but just for lack of conversation, would you say it's easier to obtain success now that you look at your career with the success that you had, including, you know, the failures, because real failure includes all that success, in my opinion, or would you say it's easier to maintain it? 
you know, it, for, for me, utilizing these principles allow you to attract and any anything you desire. Um, and, and I, I think uh, it's easier. With, you know, in my previous experience, it was easier to to gain success, uh, especially financial success, than to maintain it. And part of that's just situational knowledge. You know, as you gain wealth, uh, there's only so much that you can know. So as I, you know, owned a golf course and condo conversions and mm-hmm. 33 properties in San Diego, uh, I didn't have the capacity or knowledge on how to manage all of that and how to sustain it. So, you know, all it would have taken is me to find a mentor that owns several golf courses to ask them, you know, what's the best way to, you know, I built this golf course for $12 million, it's worth $120 million now. What's the best way to leverage that or to protect myself or, you know, a variety of things that somebody that owned 10 golf courses could have told me, uh, especially they could have told me, you know, the best thing I could have done has been the third owner of a golf course, not the first owner. Mm. Uh, but, but all of these little pieces of advice is, allow you to maintain or sustain your success. Uh, the neat thing about gaining success is it doesn't take as much situational knowledge as maintaining success. Mm, okay. So, David, let's go ahead and take our next commercial break. And I promised our listeners out there that I would get your personal opinion as it relates to some of the controversial topics, as it relates to abuse in sports. So when we come back, we'll have more with David. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph, from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence, Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. Our world is shrinking. We get information across the planet as fast and as easily as across the street. Lately, it seems as if none of it is good. The world has become so addicted to negativity, fear, drama, and our kids are learning fast. Are you worried about your teen? Do you know where they are, who they're with, and what they're really up to? Power of Peace Radio tackles real issues that are changing the minds of the next generation. Get involved in the conversation on Monday evenings with Kit Cummings. Pop Radio is about interrupting and redirecting those who are on a dangerous course and bringing light into dark places with powerful topics and real stories. We bring hope to those who need it most because hope is the new dope. Power of Peace Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. 
Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. We have David Meltzer here. He's a CEO of Sports One Marketing, a Warren Moon enterprise, and he's also a national best-selling author. We've been speaking about some of his success principles in his book, Connected to Goodness, and I wanted to switch gears and jump into a different arena, a different topic here before we you know, go back to his, his book and his success. Um, I wanted to read an excerpt on an article out there on the wallstreet.com where the nonprofit that I founded called Joy's Gift was highlighted on some of the key points um, when the NFL um, made a statement as, as it relates to the activities such as Ray Rice abuse, um, domestic issues when it came out with Commissioner Goodell. So I'll read an excerpt here from that press release. It's on wallstreet.com. Uh, where is it? Here's a couple suggestion, suggested topics for exploratory conversations to start the awareness. Quite understandably so, many of these young athletes are graduating from college and into the league having to adjust to a drastic transition and lifestyle. There's great coaching on the field when it comes to the game, but what about off the field? Their challenges in this transition period like the leadership, guidance, mentorship, and coaching. At this age, they are faced with managing large amounts of income. Most, not all of them, probably never had this growing up, obtaining fame and status, which leads to, you know, feeds their ego with false sense of power. Money, fame, power, when not coached properly, can lead to unhealthy and destructive habits, such as physical abuse, overconsumption of alcohol, addiction to drugs, infidelity, etc. Having a zero-tolerance environment should include required mentorship and leadership training for a set period of time. So, David, I just wanted to read that part of the press release. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Because I know you're heavily involved as it relates to transitional services of professional athletes as far as, you know, coaching and mentoring them. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a difficult topic because the majority of the professional athletes actually are heroes and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. majority of them do the right things and and what what happens uh, unfortunately is that when uh, a few uh, do the wrong things, they uh, don't take accountability for it number 1. Um and if they did, it would be a much better circumstances. Uh, but they don't take accountability on two on two fronts, which is extremely dangerous. One is they don't take accountability for what they've done, which is the worst part about it. And then two, they don't take accountability for the circumstances in which they place themselves into, meaning mm-hmm. that they are public figures, they are heroes. They are people that people look up to and mirror and emulate. And those two areas of accountability are extremely important. Um, and they can actually help uh, before the, th- these incidents happen because what I find is most of the heroes that are accountable don't put themselves into circumstances. In that predicament, right. In those predicaments, right. And then mm-hmm. there, there are a few people that... Uh, th- that do just make mistakes. So, you know, I believe there's a big difference between Ray Rice, 
who, you know, put himself in a circumstance repetitively. This wasn't just the first time with drinking and emotional and physical abuse uh, with his girlfriend. Uh, you know, th- that's a systematic thing that accountability could, could have easily uh, worked with. And then you have more of an ignorance problem with an Adrian Peterson, for example, uh, although it seems like common sense to you and I, uh, you know, not to, to hit our, our child yeah, with right. which, um, it's much more understandable to me uh, for what Adrian Peterson did uh, uh, if he had grown up in a, in a certain culture and in, in an education where, you know, this was a, a normal way of punishment. A healthy, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I see the difference, but I, I, I don't see, uh, you know, where the alcohol and the drugs and the abuse and, you know, the, the, the history there of, of making a conscious choice, uh, an educated choice, because that's what, 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 what Ray Rice did. You know, he put himself into those circumstances. Uh, Adrian made a huge mistake, and he should be held accountable for it. And I don't think he'd ever make that mistake again, where, you know, uh, Alden Smith uh, with the DUIs and the drinking and the drugs and all of that, I, I couldn't guarantee you that, that he wouldn't be in another circumstance again. And, and, and he is not accountable still today. He lives in blame, shame, and justification. So I think that education process, I'll, I'll give you another example where, where we, we work with the NFL. You know, the NFL came out and they provided uh, town cars or, or rides for the athletes for free. And, and when somebody got a drunk driving, you know, they, they said, oh, you know, but we give – we give free rides. How, how could they get behind a wheel? Well, mm-hmm. the, the problem is you're, you're not looking at it in the right way. What you should be teaching athletes to do is look at it circumstantially. Look at it situationally. If you are going to go out or if before you start drinking, you need to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And if that plan before you get a, to that, that yeah, like a free ride from the NFL or it includes Uber or it includes mm-hmm. your, your dad picking you up. Those plans need to be set in place when you're in a rational, sober state, and you can't rely on Having yourself. Having an accountability partner with you, right? <laughs> We're talking about accountability. Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, these problems exist not only in sports. They exist in our Congress, in our Senate, and in our White House. They exist in our churches. They exist in our schools. Uh, the difference is, is that we put up on a pedestal these athletes and celebrities and because of the ubiquitous nature of communication, that everyone can see and feel these people immediately, which even puts more pressure on them to be accountable immediately, because sooner or later, the truth will come out, and your diminished capacity and your diminished uh, veracity are going to come out, and your credibility, image, and brand may be ruined forever. Right. And I think you brought up a good point. Like you said, yes, the spotlight is on the industry of the NFL just because of the popularity of the athletes and celebrities, the games. And that's why, you know, in wallstreet.com, the title of the press release, you know, the NFL may have gotten it wrong, but they can make a change so the world can see a change because they're, they are in a prime position to make that change so the world can see the change. But would you say two things, David? Um, I think I, I love the point that you made of 
being accountable and second, the circumstance that you're in, having that role, whether you're a movie star or an athlete, comes with the responsibilities. And I think that needs to be taught and mentored and coached along with, you know, along with this field and industry, you're going to have to uphold to these level, you know, this level of responsibility. Would that be one of the solutions? Is that what you do as far as transitional services and coaching and providing positive role models who are heroes in the industry, in the field to maybe coach the other guys? Absolutely. So, you know, that, that, uh, internal, regulation, whether it be the locker room, the league, the NFLPA, that pressure is the greatest of all. And so you see the different locker rooms, teams, organizations, and leagues that have this internal uh, working, this internal education process where the pressure to do, to do the right thing is internal to that collective belief and, and that accountability. That's where the most success is. So it's no accident that you have you know teams like the 49ers or the Cincinnati Bengals right now where their collective belief is not one of maintaining integrity and acting with integrity and being accountable. And so those two teams systematically have the most problems where other teams, it's just isolated incidents uh, like the New England Patriots uh, where they have an internal, an internal system where people do the right thing. Uh, and you'll see that certain teams just, Aren't in tr- their players are not in trouble, and other teams, it, it's, it's epidemic. And that's mm-hmm. a collective belief that both the, the NFL, and, and that's why I think it's so important for the NFL to, you know, whether they believe it or not themselves, they need to set an example. They need to take a stand right. because they have billions of people watching. Eyes on them. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they can start creating a collective belief and, you know, we did a ton of PSAs, which are public service announcements when I worked with Lee Steinberg. You know, we had the biggest sports agency in the world, the most notable one in the world. And we, we did a PSA with Evander Holyfield, who was the world champion boxer. And, and, you know, as educated as Lee was and famous as Lee was himself, if Lee got on TV and, and talked about abusing women, nobody would listen. But right. when Evander Holyfield got on TV and said, real men don't hit women, Mm-hmm. It resonated, and, and, and it created and helped portray a collective belief that real men do not hit women. And it, 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 even though you know, he, he, he himself was a boxer and, and had this, people listened to that, and that's what the right. NFL has to understand and have understand that it's their responsibility, not just accountability, to do that. Oh, got it, got it. I absolutely agree, David. And we'll take a question from, let's see, Derek from Michigan. Go ahead with your question, Derek. Hi, Dave. How are you? I, I, I have uh, two questions, actually. If you were giving advice to either Adrian Peterson or Tom Brady personally on how to repair their uh, current image with their latest circumstances, uh, what would that be? Either or is fine. Sure. So, both of them, uh, both of them, the advice would be an accountability. With the minute that it happened, Tom Brady, I'll use as an example, should have come out uh, immediately and said, "You know what? I did, I did not understand the severity of deflating the, the footballs, and uh, if I did." I said, you know, I think he should have just come out and said, "Look, I, I like my balls a little bit softer. I play better. I didn't understand." 
the severity of it, um, and I'm willing to take my punishment. Um, and, and that's a rule change. And, and the reason the NFL is coming so hard is that it's the cover-up. And, and the media and the league, when you start covering up and denying things, even well, though he's your credibility. Court, yeah, he, he needed just to be accountable. And you know what? We've seen it throughout the steroids. The guys who came out and said, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I tried steroids. And, and they lessened the offense. They're still in the, in the Hall of Fame running. It's the guys that till they're the time they're done, like Bonds and Clemens, that just deny ever using it. You know, look at a picture of Barry Bonds from when he was a rookie until the time that he retired. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, that's just humanly impossible. Uh, and, and then Adrian uh, is a little different um, because he actually uh, was accountable, you know, and he, he didn't go too far below the line. He, he did say, you know, this was the way that I was raised, but he didn't deny doing it. And he, he explained why he did it. And ever since then, you know, the actions that he should take is to be, the, the, you know, like Michael Vick. He should be a spokesperson for someone that says, look, you know, I did this. I didn't understand it uh, fully. And it's so wrong. And, and become a spokesperson uh, for, you know, child abuse and domestic abuse. And talk about, you know, the ignorance that exists and how easy it is. And then alternative ways to... To you know, maintain your anger around children and women or whoever, and I think you know, putting and creating a foundation uh, for for that purpose in his name and and being out there in these organizations would quickly uh, re- redeem uh, his credibility and his image and brand. Uh, especially the thing that both of them have going for them, Derek, uh, and this is just the reality of, of our country, and Kobe Bryant uh, was a classic example when he had his problems uh, that were very public and Magic Johnson and all. The, the, the thing that these two guys have going for them is they're going to win, and they're going to go out this season, and they're, they're going to perform at an exceptional level. And when you do that, people forgive you in our society very quickly. So the key is when they start forgiving you, you, you better now say and do the right things to help create a collective belief. So not only won't it happen with you again, but hopefully you'll correct other people's behavior so it won't happen with them. Right. And I think that's the first step is, like you said, acknowledging your wrongs, being accountable and making progress to make things right, because that's more than likely you're going to win the favors of others in on that path as opposed to just, you know, denying it or making the same repetitive mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. So another uh, interview segment that we did here, David, on You're Not Alone, I believe that segment was billions of dollars in modern day slavery. And I had a guest on there and she's an expert in human and sex trafficking. And she said, statistically, there's a spike in the industry of trafficking coincidentally during sporting events. You know, one of them was a Super Bowl. What's your opinion on that topic? Oh, well, I actually have worked with uh, some of Homeland Security uh, uh, on this and it, it is an epidemic that is of unbelievable proportions. It's the actual number one focus of Homeland Security, but believe it or not, is this human and sex trafficking. And, and this is happening in suburban neighborhoods, and it's happening right. at, at these huge sporting events. Uh, and, you know, it, it is, uh, it's almost unbelievable the facts that I've learned with 145,000 
girls under 16 uh, that, that are in, in, the sla- in the sex slave trade yeah. being imported into the U.S. from Latin America. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's something, the, the thing that's most remarkable to me is it's not even the number of young girls that, that are being sold into this trade, but worse, it's the number of the guys, the men, grown-up men, professionals, the blue-collar, white-collar, the mm-hmm. number, imagine 145,000 of these girls. Well, you know, they're being frequented sometimes up to 10 men in one day. Right, you have to meet that a means that, you yeah. know, that, that's the most disturbing part is that my neighbors, my brothers, you know, my associates are the ones that are perpetrating the crimes because they're delivering the demand for, for such services. And right. you know, it, it, it is blowing me away. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I don't know the solution because this is a, a morality, a collective belief, a change in perspective. How anyone can think this is right or acceptable, we need to change that. And, and maybe we start with, you know, uh, educating our public of what's going on because I don't think people in these suburban neighborhoods can even believe well, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I even brought it on the show, you know, with me being passionate, being an advocate for abuse and, you know, grieving and loss. I, you know, people think, oh, it only happens in third world countries or in the movies. It would never happen in Southern California where we have $2 million homes in our neighborhoods and we're gated communities driving Bentleys and Maseratis. And the reality is this is where it's really happening. You know, like you said, it could be in in – California it could be in in Portland, Oregon. Georgia. I heard it could be anywhere. Yeah, ridiculous. Right, right. Oh my gosh, David! I don't know where time went. Um, I've had you know the pleasure to be you know have you as a guest here. Where would you like our listeners to go to continue to follow your work? You know, I would love people to visit me at the MeltzerMission.com. It's an empowerment site. It allows you to sign up for my mission meetings. Uh, we have, you know, several different times all week to listen in and even join us and participate in giving us your your mission in life and, and how we can help you. These calls take place every day. Would love to have you join. Of course, you can follow me at Twitter, my at D Meltzer, or my Instagram at Dave Meltzer. Uh, and uh, you know, anything I can do, I, I, I do look, you just contact me through the website I respond personally to everything, and most of all, I appreciate you, April, and and all your support in in what you do to help so many people. It's an honor to to be on your show. Uh, Just love to come back sometime. You you do such wonderful work, and uh, I'm so grateful that you thought of me. My pleasure, David, and I'll have to see you out here on the green playing playing golf. All righty, everyone. I'm April J. Ford here on Voice America with You're Not Alone. I share my story and the show so that others can share their stories and have their glory so that others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face, but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and my faith. I give my love and light so that others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so that others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone. Make sure you go to feeljoyagain.com to receive your weekly words of joy and how to participate in the 
four steps. Again, that's feeljoyagain.com. There's gold to be discovered in our challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. We appreciate your joining us this week for You Are Not Alone. Please tune in for another edition with host April J. Ford next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to talk again next week.